Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Earnings is pretty much wrapped up for Singapore with a number of companies showing signs of a recovery. Will this actually bode for a smoother path ahead for Singapore markets? And are there any external uh, risks that uh, stocks here in Singapore have to watch out for? Today on Money FM 89.3, we're joined once again by Ms. Carmen Lee. She is the Managing Director for Equity Research at OCBC, and she joins us to share her impressions of how earnings played out for Singapore and how it might be shaping her outlook for markets moving forward. Carmen, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these uncertain times. And welcome back to the show. I hope you're having a good day so far, ma'am. Thank you so much for inviting me once again onto the show. Your earnings have pretty much wrapped up, as we mentioned a while ago. I'd just like to give you the floor to give us your impression of how Singapore's listed companies fared overall earnings-wise this time around. Is there reason to be hopeful based on the report cards you've assessed? Okay, this from in terms of the earnings uh, results for the second quarter, it turns out so much better than market expectation. Most sectors have actually came in, in line or above market expectation, and that is actually a rather pleasant uh, surprise. And this came from across the board. Most of the sectors actually did much, much better. Uh, one of the key surprises this round, obviously, was the uh, much better dividend payout from the three banks. Uh, if you recall about a year ago, because of the uh, pandemic, uh, the MAS came in with very stringent uh, regulation in terms of the dividend payout. But uh, July this year, they actually lifted that uh, restriction and uh, banks actually followed that very quickly with a, with a better uh, dividend payout for the second quarter. So apart from a very good set of results, we actually also saw that some of the companies actually uh, dish out much better dividend. Uh, this is also actually very much in line with uh, the global trend. So if you look at the S&P 500 as well, most sectors also reported much uh, better second quarter earnings. But what is also very interesting is that in terms of the revision, uh, we actually saw quite a lot of analysts revising up their targets for uh, most of the companies. And that to me is another positive sign. And all this is largely because of the fact that the uh, vaccination has actually uh, rolled out very nicely. And uh, together with that, the whole reopening and expectation that economic activities and corporate earnings should also flow back into the uh, companies as well. So those are some of the positive uh, drivers that have actually benefited this, the listed companies in Singapore. Right. You mentioned that the banks were a pretty positive surprise. Were there any other sectors that more or less impressed? I think overall, like I say, most of them generally actually give much better results. And I think in terms of guidance, I think the expectation is obviously that the second half should still be quite strong. So we actually saw very good earnings from even like commodities companies like Golden Agri and Sengxiong, which did very well last year because of the pandemic. But this year continued to do very well as well. Uh, even the airline stock, I think um, somehow they managed to also turn in results which either met or actually uh, exceeded expectation. Of course, they are still uh, making losses. But for example, in the case of SI, they've actually announced that they're going to reinstate about 33% of their pre-COVID capacity. And again, that is very much in line with the Singapore government's plan that in time to come uh, with, more, with higher vaccination rate, more quarantine-free travel will start to take place. And, and this is also very much in line with the whole global development whereby you've actually seen other countries, especially in Europe and even in the US, whereby the markets are already opening up and tourism is actually now uh, slowly coming back again. Together with that, I think expectation from the market in general is that I think some of the 
tourism related stock which were actually the, those that have actually been most hit during the pandemic could possibly see a re-rating as well. I'm glad you brought up the aviation industry and uh, of course a lot of this will bank on this gradual reopening. We've seen signs of it already with the travel lanes opened up with countries like Germany and Brunei and we did see that every time Singapore hints or begins to gradually reopen we start to see these aviation stocks start to get a bit of a boost. Based on what on your coverage who stands to gain the most in this sector from an economic reopening? opening for the most part I and mean, basically who might have the most riding on an economic re- reopening I mean, maybe just to give it a bit of a, a flavor, is that I think when this strong, you look at the whole market. The Singapore market has actually outperformed the rest of the region, the, but the large part of the game actually came from the financial sector. So the financial sector is one of the key drivers that actually led the Singapore market to outperform the rest. Unfortunately, the tourism-related companies, including your airlines, have actually not really done as well as expected, largely because of the fact that earnings will still require a few more quarters to actually turn mm-hmm. profitable. So in the case of SIA, SIA, for example, it's actually still making losses. But I think that the uh, opening up is actually a very Positive. And so together with you will see companies like SIA, SETS, which also is in the in in supporting industry, should also enjoy uh, the positive outlook because in terms of SATS, for example, uh, the cargo side is actually doing very well. And uh, that's largely because of the fact that you see e-commerce actually taking off during the whole pandemic period. Not, not only just for e-commerce, they also were involved in vaccine transportation as well. So that again should also benefit SATS. Another company that's also very much in the same sector is SIA engineering as well. So that again also in a very related sort of tourism industry. Unfortunately, I think if you look at the um, hotel industry, which is also part of the whole tourism sector, that one will take another few more quarters because I think that while the Singapore government has already announced the travel-free, quarantine-free period to Germany and even to Brunei, I think the local hotels will take a bit more time before earnings starts to recover. We're still speaking to uh, Carmen Lee, the Managing Director for Equity Research at OCBC here on Money FM 89.3. And we're reassessing the recent earnings season for Singapore. Now, one big concern heading into earnings this season also was rising cost pressures. We saw it play out in the report cards, not just for some of Singapore's companies, but also other noted firms across different sectors and across different markets worldwide. It was reflected in factory gate prices rising, supply chain bottlenecks, Carmen. Um, How big of an issue were cost pressures on Singapore's firms this time around based on your assessments? The sector that felt the most in terms of this uh, bottleneck is the construction and property sector because the movement restriction have actually meant that the foreign workers working in Singapore population has actually remained fairly stable and there was just uh, no way that companies can actually bring in more labour. And so that severe labour shortage as well as raw material shortage has have actually led to higher costs for some of these companies. But together with it, I think, you know, how typically when the economy is on a recovery, there's that whole bottleneck like what you rightly said. And so as a result, there was also that follow up cost in terms of the higher uh, raw material cost for some of the F&B companies as well as some of the other consumer-related companies. But I think the most severe impact is still very much concentrated on the uh, construction and property, which also led to the fact that I think if you look at a lot of the uh, construction companies, they have been lobbying quite hard for them to actually be able to bring in more foreign workers into the country. I'm glad you brought up the uh, property developers and they along the rates of these are two sectors that seem to be fairly sensitive to uh, upward rate pressures. Of course, I can't not bring up the upcoming Jackson Hole Symposium in the United States. The more hawkish Fed is expected in the form of tapered asset purchases, and there are expectations that this could even lead to some upward rate pressures. If we start to see gradually rising rate environment, is this something that might have docked as a potential risk for Singapore markets overall? 
Yeah, I think there are quite a few sectors that could possibly be impacted by a higher interest rate. But uh, having said that, I just want to mention that actually our house view is that rates will still remain relatively low for the next one to two years or so. But the indication is, of course, the trend. And if the trend is moving up, then which are the sectors which are likely to be impacted? I think uh, key will be your property sector because I think mortgage rates are likely to go up as well. And that could also mean that housing becomes a little bit more unaffordable versus perhaps when rates were lower uh, one year ago. Apart from that, I think Singapore, one of Singapore's key attraction is the fact that the dividend yield is actually very attractive at more than 4%. So if you look throughout the whole region for most of the markets, on average, I think they give between that 1% to 3%. Singapore is one of the few markets in this whole region that actually uh, provides a 4% dividend yield. This has been one of the key attractive factors for the Singapore market now because in an environment where the rates are still very low, a 4% dividend yield is actually still very attractive. But if rates were to go up higher in the next two years, Dividend yield is no longer going to be an interesting theme for investors. And that could possibly mean that they may sell out some of the high dividend yielding stocks. So, and that could possibly impact the rest. There are also key beneficiaries. Uh, banks in general tend to do very well in a high interest rate environment. Mm. And so you see that being the offsetting factor. So property and high dividend yielding stocks, including your REITs and some of your core companies like your Sintel and all, whereby traditionally they do give up quite a nice uh, dividend yield, will most likely be impacted. Whereas on the other hand, you will have the banks which tend to do very well in a high interest rate environment. And just looking ahead, Carmen, you know, we aren't out of the woods yet by a long shot with regards to COVID-19. And there are a number of uh, risks externally that uh, markets have to account for. What are the bigger risks OCBC is tracking as we near the final four months of the year? I think that one of the key factors remains the COVID situation. I think we have seen the Delta variant actually affecting several countries quite severely. For example, in the, in the case of US, you have seen the uh, daily number of cases uh, more than doubled in, in August versus low in May-June period. Similarly, we have also seen that picking up in China as well as in Europe and of course the region as well. So that to us is still a, a key factor that we're trying to track. But the good thing is that I think the last round when we saw the number of infection going up, hospitalization also went up. But this round, uh, despite the number going up, uh, hospitalization number actually remains quite uh, manageable. So to us, this round is actually a lot more contained. And so that is a fairly positive sign. But having said that, it's still a number that we still want to watch carefully because in case any of the big economies decides to lock down again, and that could have repercussion on the rest of the world. So that's something that we look out for. The other factor that I think, while not directly impacting Singapore at this point in time, is the change in the environment in China. If you read mm. the recent... Uh, development in China, you'll notice that there have been a lot of uh, regulatory measures that were implemented in the last couple of months and that right. actually severely the uh, sentiment as well as the operating environment for a lot of big technology, big cap companies. And so at this point in time, the Singapore market is still fairly sheltered. We're just watching the situation to see how this is because this is now has gone to the next level whereby they are talking about data protection and some of these companies have actually looked to Singapore as one of their regional hubs. In fact, perhaps Singapore is their key regional hub for this this, this region. So this could possibly, again, in a sense, impact foreign investment into Singapore as well. All right. But so far, uh, given the recent regulatory pressures as it is, it's still not an issue or something that uh, Singapore markets have to worry about for now. Yeah, not for the Singapore equity market, but I think it's more in terms of the foreign investment because you will notice that most of the big tech companies in China have actually chosen Singapore as their regional hub and also taken up quite a lot of office space as well. And that has nicely taken up the slack in the uh, property market as well. If they should decide to exit, then that could again possibly have an impact on the local economy. Carmen Lee, Managing Director for Equity Research at OCBC. Thank you so much for joining us today on Money FM 89.3. As always, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times. And we look forward to 
next time we can have you on the show. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.